There's something in being consistent and working in an ordered fashion that people resonate with. And they they start to know you, like you, and trust you as they become familiar with your cadence. And that cadence and keeping it consistent is a way of building trust. It's a it's a unconscious way that you keep your word to others. Are you ready to master your mindset and your business? Join thousands of women each week who use this podcast as a tool to create financial and emotional wealth. And when you're ready to scale to the next level, visit theunstoppablewoman.com slash go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Woman Podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez. I am the founder and CEO of the Unstoppable Woman. And today I want to talk to you about how to grow your business with email marketing. So email marketing, although some people say that it's dead or dying, is still alive and well and kicking, and it needs to be part of your overall marketing strategy. So today I want to talk about what I did back then when I was starting my business and what I do now and how it's evolved so you can see how to grow this over time and how how the process has changed and uh, utilize these, these tips for yourself in your own business. Okay, so the first thing I want to say is that I grew my business with a teeny tiny email list. It was an active list. It was committed list, but it was a teeny tiny list. Okay. And it was part of an overall marketing strategy. I would uh, integrate it with my social media and my direct outreach and referrals and, and really tapping my existing network as well. In fact, my initial launch of my business and the the seeding of my list all came from people that I knew, friends and family. And that really helped get the party started, if you will. So when I started doing email marketing, I had a really teeny tiny list. And for all intensive purposes, I shouldn't have grown my business to over seven figures, but I did, even with a teeny tiny list. So I want you to know that email marketing works, works even if you have a small list and it needs to be part of an overall marketing strategy because it's not the only thing I did. Okay, so when I first started doing email newsletters, I took for freaking ever to write my newsletters. So I was incredibly afraid of judgment, of saying the wrong thing. I was stuck in perfectionism and it would take me four days to write a newsletter and I was trying to get one out every week. So you can see I was putting a lot of love and attention into it, but maybe I should have been putting some energy into some other things as well. That's probably not a great use of your your time, right? So I've subsequently gotten much better at writing quickly. And I've also learned how to hire people who get my voice and that has saved time. So the evolution there was I had to close the gap on time and really write those newsletters faster. Now, I will say that it was very useful for me to learn how 
to write newsletters. I needed to learn how to write in a way that uh, emotionally connected with people that shared my authenticity and that moved people to one, open my newsletters again and again and again so they stayed in my community, but also for them to take action and want to work with me. So learning that skill set has helped me tremendously. So it was not, it was not time lost, if you will. Um, it was well spent to some degree. Okay. The things that I want you to know uh, on a very basic level was that I evolved my newsletter over time. It, you know, it had different layouts, different looks and feel, different, even different topics. But I really always wrote from my voice and I always had in mind my ideal client's perspective and, and needs, what they were really uh, challenged with and looking to solve. And I was always creating a combination of inspiration and calling out the problem. So it can't just be all rainbows and unicorns. You have to articulate what the challenge is for people so that they know that they have a problem that they need to solve and that you have the expertise to do that. I also always created consistency in my newsletters. I learned early on, even before I started studying the spiritual laws of the universe, that that people like consistency. So you don't want to send a newsletter out on Monday one week and Thursday the next week and Tuesday the following week. You want it to be consistent. Pick a day and time and be consistent about it. Your, your clients may not actually recognize that you're doing it at the same time every, every time you send a newsletter out, but there's something in being consistent and working in an ordered fashion that people resonate with. And they, they start to know you, like you, and trust you as they become familiar with your cadence. And that cadence and keeping it consistent is a way of building trust. It's a, it's a unconscious way that you keep your word to others. So it's an unspoken commitment. It's an unspoken uh, promise that you you send your newsletter out on Tuesday morning at six. If you choose that time, then you want to do that consistently because it's a way of keeping your word with your audience. And from a spiritual law perspective, the universe loves order. Order is heaven's first law. Okay, and this is this it builds trust and it's and it's like a gateway to higher. Um, elements in the universe like beauty and love. Okay. So keep your, keep your word to your, to your clients. Now we send out newsletters much more frequently. Our cadence is much more frequent, but even just recently we send uh, email newsletters to people on our newsletter list and they love them and we have great open rates and, and it's very uh, well received. And uh, we also send a newsletter that's very special and beautiful graphics and all sorts of love and attention is put into it once a month to our Spirit of Wealth Mastermind and Masterclass. And this is a, I, I bring this up because this is a lesson in consistency and order. So uh, the team was going to send it out on the second and I was like, no you hold the the line. You do not let that deadline slip. And that is because the universe loves order. So even if there's other things going on, like we had a big event and the team wanted other 
um, details, they were waiting on some details to, to put into the newsletter. I was like, uh-uh, we get this out. It's all prepped and ready to go. And that needs to be scheduled and out the door. And, and you need to understand that there's a deadline there so that you get everything done and keep that deadline because our clients, even if they don't know it, Consciously, we are keeping our word to our clients by keeping consistent with when we send this out. It's very, very important. Sounds like it's a small detail, but you're going to want to do this. Trust me on this. Okay. The first thing that you want to do is figure out the topics that you want to cover in your email marketing. And these are generally the topics that you would cover in your social media marketing as well. If you do podcasting or guest speaking or you're you're speaking on stages, these are the topics that you cover. So those topics need to relate to both you, like if you think of a Venn diagram, you is in one circle and your audience is in the other circle. And the, the, the sweet spot is that crossover between what you love to teach and what you love to talk about and what you love to write about and what your audience really needs to scale and grow and wants to learn about. So this is like, if you, if you sell orchids, what are your, what is your audience really love to to learn about. Maybe you like to talk about Latin names of orchids, but all they really want to know is uh, where they come from and what the growing techniques are. So you have to find that sweet spot between those two and integrate them, okay? You can you can find crossover and you want to build your, your email marketing so that it lights you up personally, because that's your authenticity and they'll feel that energy. So if you're dreading writing about something, that's not good juju. Okay. People are going to pick up on that and what your audience really needs. Now, a lot of people outsource the content for their newsletters and that is fine as long as you have some love that you're putting into it, some aspect of yourself that you're putting into it. Otherwise, you're creating yourself as a commodity, okay? See this a lot with, say, real estate agents or lawyers, that that there are services out there who say, I'll, I'll write your, your email newsletter, and we have all this pre-written content, and you, all you have to do is copy and paste. And that's very efficient, absolutely, but you'll probably want to do like a little intro paragraph or copy edit it for your your tone of voice, your energy. Um, maybe you put a little mini video in the newsletter of you uh, introducing the topic that was written. Something that allows your personality, your uniqueness to come through so that you're not just like any other um, lawyer, real estate agent, whatever, whatever field you're in. Okay. So you're going to want to brainstorm your topics and you want to sync this the topics to your marketing calendar. So marketing calendar just says, you know, this is when we have events or trainings or things that we're doing or sales um, and we need to build our marketing to uh, sync up with when these events in in your business are happening. Okay, so you're going to want to look at what the big events in your business are, and I'm not talking necessarily on stage events, but maybe you have a launch, maybe you have a, a sale coming up, maybe you have you know some holiday offer right that you're doing, and and these are events, and you're going to want to build the content to lead to those events several weeks in advance. 
Okay. I often get the the question, how often should I send a newsletter? And it really depends. Again, this is what I did then and what I do now. At a minimum, you're going to want to send your newsletter at least once a week. Okay. A lot of people come to me and go, aren't I going to be bugging my clients? Isn't that too much? Or my prospective clients? Isn't that too much? It's not. Okay. You, if you want to utilize email marketing, you have to do it frequently. As long as you are creating good content, people will love it and open it. Okay. Another little mini tip is don't look at your unsubscribes. Have your assistant look at it. Um, you, you want to get the, the stats from it, uh, so that you know if, if something is going way off kilter. But people unsubscribe for any number of reasons. Don't take it personally. And I remember when I was first starting my business, every unsubscribe was like, oh, that must have been the worst newsletter I ever wrote. And of course, they hate it. And, you know, it, it totally affected my self-esteem. Do not look. It's just data. Okay. Now you want data as an aggregate. We just launched a new process in my my for emails. And my uh, marketing strategist gave me the stats on it. And we have a super low opt-out rate, which thrilled me. And this was for a segment of our audience that had just recently joined our list. We segmented out that audience and we're, we're trying a new um, content marketing strategy where we are sending really high-value emails um, every single day. Uh, some are long, some are short. There's tons of value and content in them. And we got like a 0.4% opt-out rate, which is unbelievably low. And we're sending out emails, I think it's six times a week. Okay. Maybe it's seven days a week. I can't quite remember if it's six or seven, but it's very frequently. And I thought we would lose um, gads of people, but because the content is so good, they stay. So just know that. Okay, so you're going to want to build your topics to lead up to your events. And I highly suggest that you reutilize content so that you're not having to recreate things all the time for different sources. Like a few examples of how we do this now. If I do a podcast, then we can take the teaching that I do in the podcast and use that in our newsletters. Not only does it lead to the to an announcement about a podcast that we dropped, but it gives us great content to, to reutilize in our newsletter. Um, when we, the new content emails that I was just describing, where we're doing them six or seven times a week, we're also reutilizing that in our Be Unstoppable Facebook group. And um, so some people are on our list. Some people are in our Facebook group. We can utilize that in in the same place. And we're using it uh, on different social media channels as well. So uh, you can reutilize this content. I would suggest that you are the writer initially, or you do the magic sprinkle stuff that I mentioned. As you grow and evolve, you will have a team of people who can help you write. You always want to be checking in on it. It's not that you have to not trust the process or not trust the system, but you want to validate and, you know, watch the hen house if, if you will, because it's your brand. Okay. But it doesn't mean that you have to write it all the time. So, um, I would test out the frequency that you, uh, used to send out content minimum again, 
once a week. But, you know, it was a surprise for me that doing it multiple times, uh, you know, six, seven times a week actually uh, created a lot of engagement. And so that was awesome. Okay. Um, on that note, you, you can test this by segmenting your list. Segmenting means that you create a smaller group or split groups that you test different things to. So for instance, this uh, more frequent email cadence, we're testing right now to a small group, not to the entire list, and it seems to be working exceedingly well. And then we'll test to another round that expands that group and and that's very helpful. If you're interested in knowing how we do the six or seven times a week content and you want to see the kind of content that we're doing, you can just, we, we put a, a link to our newsletter in the show notes and please go to that and, and opt in and you'll be able to see what we do and you can you can follow that and model that as as you like. So you can be part of that segment if you will. And you can set you can segment your list as well to split test uh, titles, to split test the type of content, all sorts of things. So that's a really useful thing to do. Um, next tip that I have for you is hire great team. You cannot do this on your own. The sooner you can hire people to either handle the back-end process, right, loading it into the scheduler, doing, you know, the segmentation, um, pulling out the stats, all of that stuff, the, the better. So that would be uh, a VA who can do the back-end tech. Um, and by the way, in terms of email service providers, there's so many different ones out there. When I first started, I used MailChimp. It was free to get started. I believe it still is. And it did all the things that I needed to at the beginning. So I would probably start with MailChimp. I have subsequently moved on to different email service providers. We use something called Infusionsoft right now. I don't think that there is one fantastic email service provider out there. I've gone back and forth with my team looking into different ones that are out there and they all have their pros and they all have their cons. I cannot tell you to go use Infusionsoft because there are things I I hate about it. Um, but we opted to stay with it because it does more of the things we wanted to do than the things we don't want it to do. And the other ones we looked into, we've done abundant research on it. Um, the trade-offs weren't large enough. The, the positive trade-offs weren't large enough for us to switch, but that doesn't mean that I would start with this one. Okay. So you're going to want to hire a great team. You need VAs to do backend tech. You need project managers to manage the process. And you need writers that can help you write great copy if you're not a great writer yourself or if you've outgrown owning that in your business. And you're going to want to still review to make sure that they understand who your avatar is, who your ideal client is, and they get your voice. Okay. Uh, a few small little tips to provide you small things. Always have a call to action in your newsletters. Either it's a, a free call to action, join our Facebook group. Um, our Facebook group is called the Be Unstoppable Facebook group, right? Join our, our Facebook group, go opt into this free training, go get this additional download. Here's another piece of content that you probably want if you have this problem. So so you're going to want to have calls to action because that is 
allows people to start engaging with you. You want people to start engaging with you. And if you only have a call to action that says, buy my widget, that doesn't work. You want to have calls to action that are to free things and to supportive things and to just have engagement. And then occasionally you do a call to action, book a call, book a consult, um, come to our summit. Uh, These are all ours, right? Come to this free training. Um, These are all types of calls to action. And uh, you you will see those in our newsletter. Okay. I would also say that you're going to want buttons in addition to hyperlinks. So uh, some people like to click buttons and some people like to do um, click links and having both in your emails works really well. Though I would say that using photos and images sparingly is a good idea. Oftentimes photos and images get caught in spam filters. There's so much to say about spam filters. I am not an expert in these things, but you do want to look at what words get get you um, blocked, okay? And you can do a quick Google search on that and look to avoid those words. In addition, there are apps out there that you can run your email through. Some some email service providers have this in, embedded in the, the service that you can um, get a, a score on how much your email is going to get caught in a spam filter. Because you don't want to get caught in spam filters if you are spending all this time, energy, love, attention, pouring your heart into your email news, newsletter. It sucks to get stuck in spam filters. And we've had that experience in the past, and it's taken us for freaking ever to get out of that. And you just want to avoid that to begin with. Okay. Like I said, email marketing is part of an overall marketing strategy. It's not the only thing. It works in conjunction with social. If you speak, if you're on podcasts, if you're doing referral marketing, if you're doing network marketing, um, all of that works together. And you want your all these different elements to complement each other. And quite frankly, you want to have crossover there so that you're reutilizing content and not having to recreate the wheel for each component of your business. It, it really is a way to support the know, like, and trust. It can be a long game and it can be a short game. So let me explain what that means. Different people have different buying patterns, if you will. So a buying pattern is how you make a decision to to move forward. And some people are quick deciders. And you know, if you've been listening to the podcast for any period of time, that I encourage quick decisions because that closes the gap on time in your life and your business. And you move forward faster, the faster the decision that you make is. If you say it's going to take me six months to make a decision, you have lost six months versus if you make a decision in two days or one day that that you've just moved forward so much faster. And this is true for life and business both. So there are people though who act quickly. That's the short game. So you're going to want to have in that nurture sequence that you're doing with the people who just come onto your newsletter, you're going to want to have frequent calls to action to have them take take action. Book a consult with you, right? If you're a service provider, you want them to do something quickly. That's a short game. And that's for people who make quick decisions and they resonate and they're like, yes, I'm. this is, this is it. I love this. 
And then there's people that go into the long game category. There's probably a, a, a mid game as well, but I'm going to just do short and long for right now. The long game is they want to study you, experience you, you know, be in your community for a long, longer time before they do something with you. Like for us, that would be coming to our summit or booking a consult. Some people will do that right away the first time they hear about it. Some of some people, it takes them three months, or maybe it takes them six months, or maybe it takes them three years. But you want to keep going with the email marketing because you never know when someone is going to be ready to take that next step with you. I want to give you one final bonus tip that uh, is a way that you can use email marketing in your business that many people don't think of, which is to email your list when you are hiring. And you can write a a letter that just says, we're hiring for this position, a newsletter, um, saying we're hiring for this position, describe the position at a very high level, hit reply if you're interested, or go to this page to read more. And if you, you tag that link, you'll know who's interested as well. That's a little uh, tip as well. And, you know, so like right now, we are planning to send out an email in the very near future. So if you're on our list, you'll, you'll, you'll get that shortly about how we're hiring. We're hiring a ton. Okay. Um, right now we're hiring for an enrollment coach. This is someone who helps our clients understand what their needs are. Cause oftentimes people don't know exactly where they're getting stopped and what they need to scale their business. And if it's a good fit, helps them understand which of our programs would be a good fit for them and walks them through that. So we're hiring for an enrollment coach in, in the very near future, actually right now, but we have that email set to go out shortly. And so you'll see that on our list. This is one of the things that we do not, not every week, not all the time, but it's a way that you can leverage your list because generally speaking, the people who are on your list are your biggest fans and they would love to work with you if they have the skill set that you're you're looking for in that moment. Okay, with that, that is my quick rundown on how to grow your business with email marketing. I hope those tips were um, incredibly useful for you and I will catch you in the next episode. Go be unstoppable and go rack out your email. Take care. Bye.